Shachtan, an Indo Askelige. Time in Mon Irok the Yen of Chacht Erachor, Agasuligum, a Makan Shaw, Gurfeder Echor, Inuik Kart, Len of Winterfein. Skilti, Fis, Turmi. Tashe Dochretche, Nach Vetok, Ara, Igornamion, and Kestian Echo. Vien Talam again Omgrev, Orkar Nrachtum. Find us on all the usual podcast platforms. This week on the Indo Daily. I actually don't believe right that priest said I have any harm. He just like thought I knew. But that's how I found that Miriam Martina was dead. How likely is it that Trump will be found guilty of paying hush money to former adult film star Stormy Daniels? We're talking about involvement in serious drugs activity on both sides of the border and as well as that, the procurement of weapons. Find and follow us at all the usual spots and over on the Irish Independent website. Welcome to the Left Wing Podcast in association with Aldi. Spend €30 Euro in-store for a chance to win €50,000 for your primary school. More chances, more prizes, more reason to enter. Konnichiwa, you're very welcome to the Left Wing Rugby World Cup Daily, our, our independent.e's rugby podcast. Unfortunately, it's Sayonara for Ireland, who are going home as a result of their pretty disastrous quarter-final performance against New Zealand. 46-14, uh, wasn't it, Keane? Keane Tracy's here with me. We're in the back of a bus. To make matters worse, he, worse he's just clattered his head off a, an over, a low-hanging uh, shelf. It's uh, a bad day is going, uh, a bad day is going, getting worse for everyone. Um, it's almost midnight in in in, uh, in Tokyo, and it's good night, Irene, for Ireland, Keane. Yeah, this is as grim as it gets, isn't it? We really didn't want to be having to do an emergency pod, but this certainly deserves it. It was, yeah, I'm still a bit shocked to be honest about how bad it was, and don't even know where you start. I think we had all bought into the confident mood within the squad this week. Um, we've just spoken to a couple of players, like James Ryan and Josh Van der Fleer, and saying that it was genuinely one of the best week's preparation. But how they got it so badly wrong is is just it was it was scary how how far off it they were. You know, we knew that if the All Blacks played to their potential, and Ireland did as well, the All Blacks would win. But Ireland didn't even fire a shot. Um, four years ago it was just so similar to what happened in the Argentina game and that was supposed to be the low point of this cycle of this team of this yeah. coaching staff yet they were 17-0 down in, I think after 13 minutes against Argentina it took 22 minutes to be 17-0 down here so they can speak all they want about learning lessons and taking the learnings from this but talk is cheap they didn't deliver it uh, they have never delivered in the quarter final and yeah here we go again four years of uh, steady build-up um you know, winning historic first South Africa, followed by the you know in, in, impressive Six Nations wins, the win over New Zealand in 2016, then a Grand Slam, then a series win in Australia, then another win, a really comprehensive performance, and then they just dropped off a cliff, wasn't it? I mean, like the we did buy into what what they were saying. I didn't go; neither of us went as far as tipping Ireland. No. Although I did get a bit carried away, and I think it was Wednesday's podcast last week. But it's been a long trip. Um, by the time I got to sit down and actually make a prediction in the paper, I, you know, rationally, you just couldn't see the team, a team whose form is so bad this year, a team who only two weeks ago looked 
terrible against Russia. And I mean, not 80 minutes against Samoa was very good, especially with 14 men. The form wasn't there. To, but you, you did expect that they produce a one-off performance. Like I thought they'd be able to at least get up for this game to you know land a few blows to to, to, to you know to score early and, and put some pressure on and make New Zealand doubt themselves. But their mistakes were terrible. Like they just kept dropping the ball. Three kicks didn't go out. Didn't, Three, yeah. didn't go out for penalties. You know chances to put the put your foot on the New Zealand throats. Rory Best makes a break early on and doesn't spot Keith Earls on the shoulder at a point where you could actually get ahead because Ireland are really good front runners they're terrible chasers and all the different things that we've kind of been worried about over the last year or so have just come home to roost tonight and it's the end for Joe Schmidt it's the end for Rory Best and it's, it makes life very difficult for the incoming coach we'll probably come to that maybe in a later podcast tonight it's probably more about the performance uh, in Tokyo and, and that defeat It's Yeah, like the bookies had made it 12 points favourites and I think I had said it on the pod that if Ireland lost by 12 points that would be a disaster yeah. so so to, to get their arses handed to them like this is, is just absolutely shocking. It was the errors. You cannot legislate for the type of errors. You mentioned the three kicks that went out. The amount of drop balls, turnovers, sloppy basic errors that you cannot arrive at a World Cup quarterfinal expecting to win. And in fairness, the signs have been there throughout the World Cup. Um, we expected him to deliver a, a once-off performance, but where was the evidence to, to suggest that that was possible? Because the Six Nations wasn't great either, and we've obviously just come out of press conferences now. And Joe Schmidt is saying like that the the build-up was a bit, you know, messy, and they had a couple of niggles. They weren't able to name their team until late, and then you have two of the younger players in the team saying it was the best week ever. So and Johnny Saxton yesterday so said they trained pretty now. I don't know where you go from there. Like I mean, the coach is is coming out with one message. Um, now I have to say he was not helped by his big players. The, the couple of times that Ireland got into New Zealand territory, which was so rare, they just were brainless. The Peter O'Mahony on the, the stroke of half time, I thought, just summed it all up. You know, there was just no need to do that. And Schmidt kind of had a little dig at Nigel Owens afterwards, but that wasn't the reason they lost. But it was just brainless stuff and compounding error there's, after there's error. A lot of chickens coming home to roost, isn't there? I mean, Angus Gardner missed a clear obstruction by Sam or, Sam Sam Kane on Jacob Stockdale at one stage but Sheridan Gardner was called out by Joe Schmidt in the media mm. a couple of weeks ago I mean you know sending in 20 page referee reports probably doesn't help you when you're getting 50-50 calls you know it's it's just it's a you know look it, it, there's no one thing that you can point to it's a culmination of a disastrous year and Schmidt said you know we asked was this what? What's happened in 2019? That like they were so brilliant in 2018, they achieved so much. What changed? And he, t- he said it took the eye off the ball, essentially. I'm paraphrasing, but he said we became too consumed with winning a quarter final. We stopped doing our day to day. That's inexplicable, yeah, that's, isn't it? Well, I mean, it's inexcusable as yeah. well. I mean, uh, ironically, it's cost them the one thing that they were chasing so much because they arrived against England and they were terrible. And it's just everything has kind of gone from there. Um, they're supposed to be the best prepared team uh, around. This is supposed to be the best coach team around. They're supposed to pride themselves on their accuracy and their discipline. Both of those things were absolutely terrible today. It was a 40, 12 or 14 penalties. I don't know the stats right in front of me. And then New Zealand with a team that's completely, you know, that he's basically revolutionised in the last year. And I know you've just filed a piece on Steve Hansen. Steve Hansen hit the nail on the head, didn't he? He was really sort of trying to be diplomatic about it because he started off his press conference, you know, sort of congratulating Joe Schmidt and Rory Best. And then he delivered the killer line, I thought, you know. um, We were as guilty of it as anyone, you know, kind of banging on about Ireland's two victories, which, of course, they had to count for something. But the All Blacks have told us all week long that beating them at the World Cup is so different. There's a reason yeah. they're now 18 games in a row that they've won. Um, 
it's just yeah and then Hansen goes on to say that um, Ireland's experience is not of winning like that is hit the nail straight on the head there was nothing to suggest that Ireland were in a posi- position to get to a first um, semi-final and the All Blacks I think sensed that and look I think we have to you know give credit to them it was if you if you can remove yourself from the emotion around watching Ireland it was phenomenal to watch what they do um, and they were just waiting in the long grass all this talk of like would they be battle hard not having played a game last week but it was they, it was awesome they arrived at this point in a tournament expecting to have to play at their best mm. to go into a semi-final and they brought what they wanted to bring to it but they weren't challenged and watching them live it's just such a yeah, it's, it's a, just it's a thrill a, it's a, you one know? of life's great joys really it's, a, it's it? incredible and, and you know they will they will draw so much strength from the fact that they were so good today but I think it would be remiss of us to give give our you know give Ireland the past by saying and we're not doing that I don't think I don't think anyone I think you can admire New Zealand Mm. But Ireland didn't give them the match they were expecting. They didn't. They did. They could have. They didn't have to get up to those levels of performance. And that's the really. Um, it's not tragic because like a lot more serious things have gone on in the world. But it's really like for the likes of you know Johnny Sexton probably that's last last World Cup game. Rob Carney probably last World Cup game. Rory Best. Rory obviously. Best world, last world, last game for Ireland ever. Joe Schmidt's last game as a coach unless he changes his mind. You know you can go through the the list and then you look at it and you go. I mean when they lost with record scoring Twickenham. We called for change. The change didn't come quick enough. Now I didn't quite quite back Jordan Larmour in the way that I should, but you look at him tonight. Yeah. He's a one player, like their best attackers at this, this tournament, to be Conway and Larmour. Reese Ruddock was their most informed back row. He's sitting on the bench until it's too late. Even Ty Byrne is a top of the ground player. Th- these were the things. Maybe we, if, if you're not calling them at the time as much as we, as you should, maybe you can't st- hammer him. Yeah. And he's earned the right to pick the team that he wanted to pick because he's been so good. But that's the frustration. Yeah, and Hansen said that, didn't he? He said, like, you know, he was asked about the inexperience that he picked in his backline, and he picked you know, two pretty much rookie wingers. Anton Leonard Brown has gotten the 12 jersey because of the form he's in. And you look at the, the people that they're keeping out Sonny Bill Williams, Ben Smith, Rico Yone, Rico Yone. Ryan Crotty. Ryan Crotty as well, of course. Um, would that happen in Ireland? Absolutely not, because you go back to the tried and trusted. And while I agree with you, I wasn't exactly calling for Jordan Armour to start either, but. The All Blacks pick players on form. Ireland pick who has delivered in the past, and look, they're going to have to learn learn from this because, it w- like, one thing about the All Blacks, and it's something that Ron Nogara has been really interesting on since coming back from the Crusaders about what it is that makes the All Blacks different, and it's their execution of the basics. And maybe in Ireland we don't put we don't put enough emphasis on that because you'd have to wonder what Ireland are doing. Where they just are they training for these magic, you know, power? Joe Schmidt power plays but what about the actual nuts and bolts passing like the, like I said earlier the amount of balls that hit the ground like if you saw that in a you know a, a lower league junior game you'd be like oh what the hell what the hell is going on here in, in training all weekend to do it at a World Cup final when it was supposed to be your peak is very very hard to stomach they, because they did not fire a shot they didn't evolve I mean they got to the, to the top of the tree in 2018 and I mean I believe the hype I, I wrote that you know it's time to believe the hype of this Ireland team Everyone else in the last eleven months or so have evolved. They've they've primed themselves for World Cup. Ireland almost tried to keep doing the same things, but they did it worse. And they, you know, it became evident even during the Six Nations. Like there was time to pivot. Now Carberry getting injured in the build-up didn't help, but we never got to see him at fullback as an option. 
we never got to see a dual playmaker. Everyone else is playing Damien dual Damien McKenzie gets injured in the All Blacks move, Bowden Barrett, who's arguably the best fly half in the Absolutely. world, to full back. And yeah. then, you know, so you can say like that Joey Carby gets injured, but like that was never going to be an option because they're too conservative. Like, well, that's that was not it. I mean, the conservative, it's, it's, yeah. it's been a stick to beat Joe Schmidt with, but when he was winning, it, it was, you know, it was all gravy. But you look back and now he'll look, but he has to have huge regrets about this. Well, I mean, we asked him about it in the press conference. Yeah, I mean, it's like we, we talked about it yesterday's pod. I know you weren't able to make it because we were basically across different corners of Tokyo and it's a massive city. Um, you did ask him in the press conference and he did say he'll be proud of his record regardless, but the scars will run deep. I mean, you're only as good as your last game and unfortunately for Joe Schmidt, his last game is a disaster. Yeah, look, and like you did say, the two games don't wash away all the good days and it is important to remember that and I think he has improved Irish rugby immeasurably especially the way even I have to admit the way I think about the game and stuff he forces you to to sort of think about it differently um, but yeah you're right I mean Ireland he, he, I was writing a piece about it a live piece in the game unfortunately the records speak for themselves and now he goes down as the same as every other Irish coach at a World Cup not able to get past the quarter final and in both quarterfinals, and while okay four years ago was very different because of all the injuries they didn't fire a shot in either quarterfinal under arguably the greatest coach that Ireland have ever had that is that's just very very tough to stomach it is the bus is filling up we better leave it I think uh, we'll keep it short and sweet it was a, a night to forget for Ireland but unfortunately it's going to live long in the memory um, so it's good night from us good night from Tokyo and good night for the World Cup sayonara sayonara cheers the left wing podcast in association with Aldi spend 30 euro in store for a chance to win 50,000 euro for your primary school <laughs>